patients and families are Stoughton Hospital's number one priority. To provide trusted health information to our patients and community, we present Stoughton Hospital Health Talk with Melanie Cole. According to the National Parkinson's Foundation, an estimated 1 million people in the United States and 4 to 6 million people worldwide have Parkinson's disease. It affects more people than multiple sclerosis, ALS, muscular dystrophy, and myasthenia gravis combined. My guest today is Dr. Emily Devine. She's a physical therapist at Stoughton Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Devine. So what is Parkinson's disease? People hear this term. It it could be quite scary to hear this kind of diagnosis. What exactly is it? Yeah, so by definition, Parkinson's is a neurodegenerative disorder that affects our dopamine system, um, and it's mainly the thing that drives our movement, dopamine. So um, when Parkinson's disease is uh, addressing that and kind of kills off those neurons, our movement doesn't become as smooth or normal as it was prior. So what are some symptoms, and, and really who is at risk? Is, it, is there a genetic component to Parkinson's? Yeah, well, there is a genetic component uh, or predisposition to Parkinson's disease. Um, if you have a family history of it, you're about two times more likely to possibly have it. But it generally is more idiopathic in nature, so it just kind of unsure and nonspecific symptoms kind of just comes on. Um, generally, people, I guess, Overall, the epidemiology of Parkinson's, again, it's about 1% of the population over 60, 4% of the population over 80. It's more common in men than women. And like you said, over a million people in North America, six plus million in the world um, have this disease, and it's going to probably double by 2040. So is there something people would notice that would send them to see a neurologist or, you know, even to their primary care provider, something, you know, people shake, people have these kinds of things and they all right away, Mm -hmm. that's what they go to in their mind. But what are some of the symptoms that would say, you know, get in to see somebody? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And whoever you talk to, you know, what led them to the doctor is somewhat always different. Um, often with Parkinson's, the first time somebody goes to the doctor is when they have some sort of postural instability or a fall. And often by the time they get to the doctor, because of that reason, the Parkinson's is somewhat progressed. Um, some things, though, that people or loved ones may notice um, on, is that sometimes the arm starts to swing a little bit less on one side more than the other. Um, they develop more of a forward posture, more of a shuffling uh, gait. Uh, tremors, which you're referring to, can happen with Parkinson's, but only about 70% of cases have that. So that's not like always a true tell thing. But oftentimes it's more the arm swing or just a little bit of a difference in how they're moving or even more of a flat affect of their face. Is it tough to diagnose? It is. It is. Um, there's definitely some some things that the physician, your medical physician, will go through um, when they do see you in the office. Uh, oftentimes, the big thing is that the the person does have what's called bradykinesia, which is just slowness of movement. That's probably one of the bigger symptoms, I suppose, of of Parkinson's disease. And then they have to have at least one of the following, either rigidity, uh, that resting tremor you mentioned, and then again, that instability of, of their posture. So when we speak about management at, mm-hmm. for Parkinson's disease, Dr. Devine, really, it, it seems like it's a management of the symptoms because there is no real cure yet, That's is true. there? That's true. That's um, true. Management is is 
I guess it's always a challenge with any disease. Uh, a lot of times from a physician aspect, some, they may get you started on medications, um, which have been somewhat of a gold standard. Um, carbidopa, levodopa is often used. That might be familiar to your listeners. Um, but what they have found more recently is exercise actually has been managing symptoms very, very well. Uh, in fact, you know, for people that exercise or Parkinson's people that exercise more than two and a half hours per week, they tend to have a lower degree of mobility impairment, they have uh, lower caregiver burden, and then just lower impairment in their everyday activities. So we encourage people that get a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease to start exercising now because that's where they're going to see a slower decline in the quality of life. Um, And physical therapy can definitely get you started on that. There's a lot of different... um, things we want you to focus on with regards to strengthening and posture and movement. Uh, one particular is called LSVT BIG, which is stands for a Lee Silverman voice treatment. And BIG is is um, the kind of the second part of this of this treatment. It started initially with speech therapy, and that treatment is done by a physical therapist with, uh, for four times per week for four weeks. And the goal there is really to improve movement perception and to almost kind of recalibrate their movement. So, okay, well, we hear about the exercises and you say, you know, it's great to do them with a physical therapist. So, so what are some of these types of exercises? And you mentioned, you know, this big program and the Mm -hmm. LSVT, what does that involve for the Parkinson's patient and their family? Are we talking about aerobic training and flexibility? You mentioned balance and posture. How do all these things tie together? Yeah. And you kind of said it right there. They do all tie together. So within those hour sessions, they you really do touch on all aspects of that. Um, generally with LSVT Big, it is prescription based. So it includes daily exercises that are you're you're taught and eventually are doing independently. Um, and then it really works on more specific movements and tasks and functional tasks. Um, now. Uh, a patient or a person that has Parkinson's can also just exercise regularly. We want patients to work at a high level. Um, like if your work, if 10 is the hardest you could ever work with your exercise program, you want to work at about a seven or eight to get the most benefits from it. And they could do strengthening, you know, just like we would do at the gym, um, just maybe more bias it towards posture, muscles, your core, you know, stretching your ankles and your hamstrings and things like that. Are there studies, Dr. Devine, that show whether or not things like isometric training can help with those tremors and that sort of thing? Or is it pretty much standard weight training? You're lifting weights, you're doing your flexibility. Are there some kind of unusual therapies you might try? Um, there's not not necessarily an exercise um, that I'm aware of anyway that will necessarily decrease your tremor. Um, there are treatments out there that have been shown to help somewhat with tremors, and that's called deep brain stimulation. That is obviously outside of the scope of physical therapy, and it is brain surgery, but it has been shown to help a, quite a great deal with tremors or people that have more of a tremor-dominant Parkinson's. And so um, we can always help kind of get get folks in the right direction if we we find that may be beneficial for them to consult with a physician about. And as they're working with a physical therapist, are these evolving exercises that, that become more encompassing movements to address these modern pattern sequencing and the changes that they're going through? Yeah. So, so initially, um, 
you know, initially when you're starting to learn some of these movements, you'll learn them, you know, just kind of the basics. And then from there, those exercises that you've learned, you kind of take them into more task-oriented or functional functional areas. So, for example, um, you may work initially just on turning, you know, turning around, which is a challenge sometimes for people with Parkinson's in a big open space. Well, for sometimes with Parkinson's, when you're in a smaller space, it makes it even more difficult. And so you learn how to do these big turns in these big open spaces, and then you progressively challenge that a little bit more, maybe working into a smaller space, a more crowded environment, multitasking, you know, adding different cognitive challenges to it, and really trying to develop you know, those new movement patterns. So awareness is an interesting topic in itself for Parkinson's. What else do you want the listeners to know about Parkinson's awareness and what they should do or think about if they have a loved one that's been diagnosed? That's a really good question. Um, I think the the biggest thing that I think our loved ones need to know is that they need to help motivate and encourage movement through for the person that has Parkinson's, trying to encourage them to get involved in exercise, um, even better, maybe even a group exercise program, which we do have here uh, through Stoughton Hospital as well. Um, those kind of activities can get get their loved one more involved and kind of get more engaged and it really does does help it you know those exercise group classes also serve almost as a support group which we also have those as well so just trying to encourage involvement and what whatever they may find in their community that they could participate in is probably one of the bigger things that they could do and your best advice about exercise and parkinson's and what you really want people to know about the benefits of keeping active and managing those symptoms. Yeah, my best advice is start now. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to exercise and Parkinson's, as you know, and we've learned today, Parkinson's is a progressive disease. Um, so the sooner, the better. There's no real waiting to get going on exercising and trying to get yourself motivated to get started. The, the research is out there. The proof is in the pudding, so to speak. So if you can get out and get either involved with physical therapy or a local exercise class, um, do it because it will make some differences in your daily movements and you will notice it and your families will notice it as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Devine, for being with us today. You're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.